0: Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll hello and welcome everyone welcome to the dr julie show all things connected each week we gather right here to make connections that break through that illusion of separation and i know today you are going to hear something that opens you to an infinite field of possibility in your area of love and relationships we have a treat for you today so imagine this so most of us have learned enough about quantum physics to know that at our core we're made of pure energy. But no one has really ever before applied what we've learned about quantum physics and energy to our relationships until now. Yes, that's right. Our guest today is a world-famous love and relationship expert, and she's going to talk with us about the research in her new groundbreaking book. She says the truth is, you can change everything and create exactly what you long for in love without even needing your partner to agree or know what you're doing. Sound intriguing? I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential self as I introduce our guest. Dr. Laura Berman is a leading sex and relationship educator and therapist, popular TV and radio host, New York Times bestselling author, and assistant clinical professor of OBGYN and psychiatry at the Feinberg School of Medicine at Northwestern University in Chicago. She is the host of a new weekly podcast spinoff of her radio show, Uncovered Radio with Dr. Laura Berman. It is called "Too Risque for Radio," so we're going to hear more about that, and so much more about her brand new book, "Quantum Love." Welcome, Dr. Berman.
1: Thank you. It's so good to be with
0: you. Oh, thank you. I'm like tickled to have you here. I followed your career over the years, okay. and and your sisters, and and it's mm-hmm. just so fun to see that you are expanding into this new way of looking at relationships and love. So I'm so excited to tell our listeners about it. But before we do that, I have a traditional first question here, Dr. Berman. And I always like to ask, Laura, what does all things connected mean to you?
1: Uh, Ah, well, of course, it reminds me of all things considered, (laughs) which is one of my favorite (laughs) NPR shows. Um, But all things connected is really what quantum love is about, that we aren't separate that we are all part, we're all made of energy and we are all part of that energy. So that energy is around us and in us and we are of it. It's all part of the same energetic soup, so to speak, or the quantum field as quantum physicists might call it. So uh, that to me is what all things connected means.
0: Nice. Well, I know you do talk about it in your book and we're going to really, I'm going to try to keep pointing our listeners to this book cuz there's so many amazing things that you've done in there but let's let's just kick this off with mm-hmm. defining what is quantum love.
1: Well, most of us, you know, I've been a love and relationship expert, a therapist, a couples therapist working in that space for I don't know, almost 25 years now and I speak all over the world on love and relationships and The most common question and complaint I get is that in a long-term relationship, um, most people are longing to get back to that initial phase. They miss it. Some even mourn for it. Some even think they're not in love anymore after they move beyond it. It's what scientists call the infatuation stage of the relationship when you're newly in love and can't get enough of each other and you know, going at like rabbits and can't stop thinking about your beloved. And then after anywhere from three months to three years, we move into sort of this more attachment phase, it's called, which is a softer, sweeter, more sustainable kind of love. But some of the intensity is gone. And, and I think we live in a culture, certainly, where people are longing to regain that intensity or maybe feel it for the first time. And so quantum love is has all the intensity of new love, but it's combined with the soul to soul connection of really understanding yourself and your partner as allies in personal growth, as allies in healing, and recognizing your own power to create exactly the love you want every minute of every day just by shifting things inside yourself. That is quantum love. It's that knowledge. And that awareness and that experience of deep connection combined with fabulous intensity.
0: Mm. Okay, well, we're going to get into how do we do that? How do we create this allied type relationship with our our mate? But first, Mm -hmm. I'm really curious, what inspired you personally to Mm -hmm. dive into quantum physics and really combine (laughs) love and quantum physics for this new way of looking at it?
1: Yeah. I, I, th- this is probably, I've written eight books and this is probably, I would say my very, very favorite book. And it's also the most personal book I've ever written. And I took a long hiatus between my last book and this one. And, you know, for a long time, my book agent was saying, you know, what's the next book? What's the next book? And I said, you know what? I don't know. I don't think I have another book in me because I don't think, I don't want to regurgitate the same thing. I don't want to tell people the same story. I feel like I've said everything that I want to say. And so, you know, I think unless something happens, I'm not writing another book. And I never planned to write this book. But um, I went through a series of what I like to call AFGE, another freaking growth experience after another. <laughs> um when about four years ago, my mother, who was you know passed away rather quickly she she had had cancer, thought it was all treated, and then uh, she had breast cancer, and then that led to another cancer and then the next thing we knew I think it was December, we found out that the cancer had metastasized come back, and by March, she was gone. Um, so I had a chance to say goodbye to her, but You know, it's always hard to lose a parent for all of us. And she was like my soul sister my whole life. So it was a huge, devastating loss for me. And then within a year, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in the same breast as she had it, ironically. Um, And so I had to go through all of that treatment. And for the first time in my life, my adult life, I had to stop my life. And I had never done that before. And my entire family was still reeling, not only for my mother's death, but now for me facing this life-threatening illness. And um, I was looking for ways, after exhausting therapy and medication, you know, to support my family better in their emotional processes. You know, I had one son that was having panic attacks. I had another son that was severely depressed. You know, there was a lot going on in my house. And I'm sort of the emotional caretaker of everyone. So, um, or as they like to call me a talking doctor, you know? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I do. So I um, just started exploring what else was out there. And I followed the breadcrumbs into this deep pool of wisdom that really fascinated me. Uh, in particular, this whole field of quantum physics. Um, and as I started to apply what I was learning to my children, you know, to my children's lives and to my relationship with my husband, as we were going through all of this, I was astounded by what happened. And then once I got well enough to go back to work, I'd been studying this for a while, taking notes, thinking about how to operationalize it in day-to-day practices. And, uh, I started teaching my couples that I work with how to do this. And they were having these great results. Uh, And then I knew I was on to something. And so for the next three years or so, I really just thought about it, built the techniques, built the understanding. But I literally wrote this book in three months. It just kind of poured out of me. Um, And it's a lot of my own story as well, which I've never shared in a book before.
0: Yeah, it's really beautiful and intimate. And yet, um, you do a really good job of bringing the science in and really grounding the concepts, and then giving us the application and the practices. So I I really appreciate how you wrote it, Laura, and really appreciate the the transparency and the vulnerability that you share in the book. Um, one of the oh, things you do you. is you talk about this quantum love map. Let's what, what is that? What's the quantum love map?
1: Well, you know, so we were talking about how. There, you know, the basic foundation of this book, and this the principle of quantum love is, as we said, at your core, your pure energy. and we are human tuning forks. So, from the time we're born, we're all unconsciously matching each other's energetic frequencies, because not only are we made of energy, but that energy's frequency is constantly changing. So, with apologies to the millennials who may not even know what a radio dial is anymore, <laughs> um, you know, because they weren't, they came of age when there were no more radio dials. But, um, but I think of it, your frequency, your energetic frequency, like a radio dial, you land on a station, you know, and then there's a volume control where that energy intensity goes up or down. Um, and that's the way our bodies are. And the people that we are in closest relationship with, there's a growing body of evidence. um, We're constantly uh, matching each other's energetic frequency, which affects how we experience the world and how we experience the relationship on a totally unconscious level. So, for instance, we are all taking in 40 billion bits of information into our brains every millisecond but we are only consciously processing, only capable of consciously processing 2,000 of them. But there's a whole world of unconscious processing happening that we're just not aware of. And there's a growing body of research and, and, and studies on how, how different energetic frequencies create better or more positive or more negative results in your life. It's basically the science behind the law of attraction, which I know your listeners have to be very familiar with, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So um, so basically what happens in relationships is something that scientists call quantum entanglement. But basically what happens is what, once two atoms, two energy atoms are entrained together, are entangled together, they remain that way forever. So if we have two entangled atoms, and I take one of them to China. You know, they they've been spinning in the same frequency and direction and tilts and everything. And I take one of them to China. They remain that way. If I start spinning that atom in China in the opposite direction or on the Moon or wherever I am, at this simultaneous millisecond, the atom back home with us is going to start spinning in the opposite direction as well. So we once we our atoms are entrained, which is what seems to be happening in love relationships, then they are affected by each other and matching each other constantly. So the quantum love map is basically from data that I called from all sorts of researchers, writers, metaphysical teachers to put together a visual map to help readers understand where their energetic frequency is And how that's affecting their relationship, because it turns out what dominates or determines our energetic frequency, which is affecting our partner at every millisecond, is the thoughts and emotions that we hold, because that affects our energy. And so I don't know if you've ever discussed on your show, the work of David Hawkins, his most famous book is Power Versus Force. It's a great book if you haven't read it. But he learned, he studied thousands of people of all walks of life over 20 years. And he figured out using primarily kinesiology as well as other techniques, what the calibration, the energetic calibration of different emotional states are. And it matched the data from sociologists and psychologists and doctors that they ha- were giving anecdotally about these, you know, the symptoms that came up in these different emotional states and what they were seeing. And he created something called the map of consciousness, which is really, in my opinion, one of the best ways that you can quantify the frequency of emotional states. So the way it works on the quantum love map is that when you, anything above an energetic calibration of 200 creates more of what you want in your love life. That is the quantum love zone. So that starts with like courage and optimism. It includes forgiveness, um, uh, joy, love, connection, enthusiasm, you know, those sorts of emotional states. Anything below 200 is, you know, so so what I consider things above 200, those emotional states are energetically in what I call home frequency, because that's really our natural state. That's really how we came into the world, and it comes very naturally to us when we can get it do the mind shifts I teach you to get into that state. So that's the quantum love zone. That's home frequency. Any emotional state you hold under 200, like anger, resentment, guilt, shame, frustration, hopelessness, despair, those are all lower frequency emotions in what I call ego frequency versus home frequency. That's where you're going to be creating more of what you don't want in your relationship.
0: Mm. You know, you have a a really easy to comprehend map in the book and it it puts it on a graph. It really helps us look at where we're at and, and how we're doing that. One of the things that, that you say, and I know ethically you mean something very different than how this is going to sound, but we can work on ourselves and our own frequency and affect that of the other person. So even if our oh, partner's yeah. not getting it or, you know, I don't want to read a book or I don't want to try your exercises or, I, you know, but you talk about how we can really affect our relationship, even with us taking personal responsibility.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the most magical things about all of this for me. Um, is that it is honestly like a Jedi mind trick <laughs> for your relationship. I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, but my family has a lot of them in them. Um, and I really, one of, you know, the one of the best examples of this is something that happened when I did this with my husband, who I jokingly call Senor Root Chakra because. You know, he is so pragmatic and um, in the practicalities of life and doesn't really easily buy into that which he doesn't see, although now he would be the first one to tell you that maybe he does when he's seen the changes that it's created in our relationship. But um, but And that's in large part who I had in mind when I was writing this book and why I use so much of the science foundations, the proving kind of um, elements for people who maybe need that hard evidence, you know, for what they're launching into. But I remember we were on the deck of our house in Chicago and uh, he was upset with me about something. And one of the things that I love about my husband and also one of the things that is hardest about him is that this guy could argue in the Supreme Court. I mean, and he's not a lawyer, but he is so unbelievably smart and so articulate, and I am someone who historically could pretty much win any argument unless I was in a serious, you know, intellectual debate with someone where I didn't understand, you know, I wasn't familiar with what the issue was. But emotionally and relationally, you know, I was usually the one in my relationships that could run circles around my partner and win most Mm -hmm. arguments, you know, and with him, I never could. Um, and so as I was sitting on the deck, listening to him, tell me why, you know, all these things that he was something, I don't even remember what it was, but he was upset with me about something. I started to do what was my usual MO. And I think what is a lot of people's where I'd be sitting there listening to him, but I'm also thinking, oh, he's being such a jerk. He doesn't get it. And I'd be thinking about what I wanted to say next. To rebut what he had said or to tell him why he was wrong, to be mad or upset, you know, how that goes. But instead, in that moment, I had been studying up to that point, all of this and really thinking about how to apply it. And so I said, okay, I'm going to try this technique of moving into energetic coherence, into home frequency. I am just going to shift myself to a place of open-hearted love, recognize that this is a blip on the screen of our relationship." And really connect to how much I love this man outside of this argument where, you know, and really see the forest rather than this tree of anger that's right in front of me right now. And I didn't say a word about it. I didn't change my expression or my body position. I just changed my thoughts and changed my energetic frequency. And this man who this never happens to ever lost his train of thought and his shoulders dropped and he just, Kind of looked at me confused, and then sat down next to me. And then we could really start the conversation. His he just naturally matched my energy, and he was no longer in that angry place. To the point where I made him, you know, lose his train of thought in a good way. <laughs> you know, he put his defenses down and he matched me in that loving place. And I've seen this happen time and time again with my patients. I get a lot of cases in the book as well, but also in my own life, that when you move into home frequency and match that with intention, amazing things happen in your relationship and your partner can know what you're doing and participate in it with you or have no idea and still match you where you are because your partner is quantumly entangled with you, is entrained with you. So it's constantly going to be matching you. Mm.
0: That is a really powerful example of that entrainment and really creating that coherence and the resonance mm-hmm. between you. And and it also gives our listeners, I think, the imagination of what happens when we literally fuel that anger and go in the opposite direction. Because it's the same right. thing. You could have matched his and it would have been going back toward the ego side of the frequency. Well, that's
1: right. Exactly. And that's what we're all doing. We are already doing this. We are already matching, like ping pong balls off each other, matching, matching, right? And not conscious of it. All that's required to be in quantum love is to get conscious of it and intentionally hold the emotional states that serve your higher purpose in your love life, and in your relationship. And as you do that, all sorts of things start to shift for the better in your relationship from your children to your partner to how you can use it in work. Uh, I certainly have. Um, But it is extremely powerful in love.
0: Very powerful in love. And we have science right here backing this whole concept of heart math research is out there. Um, there's so much and your book is mm-hmm. full of the data as well. So people like your husband and mine can really <laughs> listen to that and go, okay, well, maybe there's something to this.
1: Yeah. yeah. I had my and I love son how you, read it. Go ahead. What? I was just going to say, I had my eight and 19 year old son read it. Who's a physics major and really left brain. Um, and, you know, he sort of rolled his eyes with me a little bit, but he said, you know, okay, I get it. You know, yes, you can't study physics too far and not believe in God. You know, he's sort of getting it. So I know I'm on to something when he's <laughs>
0: receptive to it.
1: What do um, your colleagues sorry. at
0: the medical school think? Have they read your book yet? I don't
1: know. I, have, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's read it yet. I haven't gotten any feedback. It'll be interesting to see. And this really is a coming out for me um you know because i have been in such academic circles and you know rigorous science and nothing metaphysical and you know i think as you i'm sure you do too that we're really undergoing a huge world and certainly cultural shift where so many people are waking up to this at the same time and there is a really beautiful tide happening moving us toward away from separation, you know, per your message, and really connecting to this higher truth of our essential selves. And I have been really heartened by the positive response I've gotten. I just gave a talk to the Young Presidents Organization, which are all these business leaders, you know, who tend to be, you know, root chakra-ish, tend to be in their left brains and very pragmatic and not really spending a lot of time. And much of their work is founded on principles of separation and economic superiority and whatever else, you know, that happens in our corporate world. And they were totally receptive to this. They, when people hear it, they know it's true. They just know it. It resonates with them. They get it. They know it's true. They may not be able to tell you why they know it's true, yes, until they read the book, but they know it's true.
0: Well, one of the things that you do, Laura, which I think is a gift to our culture, and I just really want to say this and and take this opportunity, is that you ground it. Um, It resonates with people, but your message and your voice grounds it in a way that it's not woo-woo metaphysical. It's not you know, you've done a beautiful job integrating the science with the practice. So we're going to talk a lot more about the actual practices when we come back. We're going to take a quick break and there's so much more to learn about quantum love and how do we do this in our body? What is, what does this really mean for us? And, and how might it improve our Intimate relationship with our loved one. So we're gonna take a quick break when we return. More with Dr. Laura Berman and Quantum Love.
1: Sassy Sassy.
0: This week's episode Danger at the Old Well.
1: Last one to the old wells a rotten egg. Ha-ha, I win. Whoa! Ah! Sassy!
0: Johnny fell down the well. I'm wet. What, Sassy? You know where Mr. Gunderson keeps his rope? Go get it, girl. What? You'd rather use this time to set people straight about shelter pet adoption? I'm cold. People shouldn't be afraid to adopt from a shelter? Because Shelter Pets are screened for sound, health, and
1: temperament? I'm wet and cold! Sassy, what about Johnny? <laughs> what? Let Johnny sit in the well until he learns to be more self-reliant? Sassy! what do you say?
0: Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt. Have you ever lost a cat? And have you ever wanted to get your cat back after you lost it? Hi there, I'm Andrew Hoffman. I went on this website called inventnow.org. Then I decided to make an invention of my own. It's called the lost cat magnet invention. So you can get your cat back after you lost it. Just turn it on and lost cats stick to it. That's a good cat. If your cat was hiding up in a tree, it won't be up a tree anymore. It will be stuck to the lost cat magnet and sometimes they fly toward you in the air. Just listen to one satisfied cat. See, that's proof. You should go to the inventnow.org website too. But just remember one thing, don't do a lost cat magnet. Anything's possible. Keep thinking, get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation and the Ad Council. Come to the forest. It's a place not so far away. A place where you don't have to mow the lawn. Or babysit.
1: I saw lizards and
0: squirrels and bugs, ladybugs, caterpillars. It's
1: really cool actually.
0: A place where you don't have to make time for free time.
1: Lots and lots of kinds of species here.
0: Out here you may even meet the mysterious creature known as the other you. The enchanted you. It's magic what flowers do. The adventurous you.
1: My favorite tree, yes, that one.
0: The free to be me you. (laughs) Ask your parents to take you to this not so far away place. Come to the forest, where the other you lives. But first, stop by discovertheforest.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the US Forest Service and the Ad Council. Now, back to The Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by this conversation today like I am, or maybe you just want to listen to it again and again, visit our website, thedrjulieshow.com, where you can look at this link. It'll be listed right there. You can share it with your family, friends, loved ones, mate that you might want to listen to it or Anyone, share it, share it, share it. Dr. Berman would really appreciate that. And also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, all things connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. So we are here with Dr. Laura Berman talking about her brand new book, Quantum Love. And Laura, one of the things that I appreciate about your book, I'm saying appreciate a lot because I I really love it. It's like taking (laughs) this personal relationship piece into this new evolution of consciousness that we're doing on the planet so this is exciting and you talk about the quantum physics and and what that means but you also ask the readers to to take some commitments and if you wouldn't mm-hmm. mind, I'd like to go through those four commitments that are in the book and okay. the first one I love this I will take responsibility for the energy
1: I bring into the relationship tell us more about that mm-hmm Well, um, you know, that is really about getting conscious, very conscious of the energetic frequencies you hold in the presence of your partner. So I really discovered this in the midst of all of my AFGEs, as I was talking about before my freaking growth experiences I went through when one of my old when my oldest son um, had become really depressed and um, even was starting to talk suicide. He didn't have a plan, but he was that. That off, and he had been. He was really struggling socially, being bullied and socially isolated. He had recently been diagnosed with what's called uh, a nonverbal learning disorder, which is this kind of big umbrella term where he he had trouble um, reading subtle social cues and body language, and he you know he did he, he's never been good with finesse you know, really brilliant intellectually, but not really good with finessing social situations. And it was starting to bite him in the butt as he was moving into adolescence. So I was struggling, you know, taking him to doctors and therapists and coaches and all sorts of stuff. And as he, he got emotionally worse, I ended up going to this energy healer. And I had never been to an energy healer other than having my own body work done before. But I sit down to talk with this woman about my son. And uh, she says, wait a minute, let me, you know, ask his permit. He's at school during this appointment. You know, let me ask his permission to read his energy. And I was like, okay. Um, and the next thing she, her eyes, you know, go open and she says, oh, he's Clair'sentient." Um, I didn't know what that was at the time. It basically means that you feel what everyone else is feeling around you, including those feelings that they're in denial about. Um, but in Ethan's case, she said, which evidently happens often with people who are clairsentient, is that he couldn't tell his own emotions and feelings from those he was picking up. And so he was like an ungrounded electrical cord that was flipping back and forth from anger to fear to sadness. And then he'd have to he'd feel that in his body. And then he'd have to come up with a thought like, well, why am I feeling angry? Well, I must be feeling angry because of blah, blah, blah. You know, so he was all over the place. And this is the son I was talking about earlier who's very, you know, left brain, pragmatic, doesn't really, isn't really that open typically to this kind of stuff. But when he came home later, one of the things she said to me is, you have to be really careful about the energetic emotional states you hold around him because he's picking it all up. And I started thinking that every time I went into his room, I was ready for a fight or for some drama. You know, I was girding myself, preparing for whatever was afoot, or I'd be feeling frustrated with him and I'd come into his room. So I was like, wow, you know, that is true. I really am in these kind of more negative emotional states or or vigilant emotional states when I'm around him. And so when he came on that out, she said, just give him a grounding hug, hug him heart to heart, and imagine sending love from your heart into his. So when he came home all snarky, I said, listen, I just have to tell you something. You may think I'm crazy, but this is what this woman said about you today. And he looked me in the eye and he said, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I, I think what you're saying is true. It just resonated with him. I said, okay, well, now she also said to try this. I'm going to give you a grounding hug. And he's, you know, kind of tenuously didn't let me give him a lot of hugs back then, but he came over and I just sent pure love. Like I just moved into that pure mama love and he just flopped. I mean, he just got so relaxed and leaned into me and hugged me back and he totally felt it. And from that day on, I got really conscious of the energetic states I hold, the emotional states I held around him. And then I started applying it to my relationship. So what that means is if you want to have a really deep, robust, emotional and romantic connection, be really conscious of the emotional states that come from our thoughts and stories we're telling ourselves whenever you're with your partner. And so every thought we have is completely arguable but every emotion we have comes from a thought or belief we hold. That's where our emotional states come from. It starts with a belief about who we are or who men are or who women are or who the world is or what the world is. And that leads to our cluster of thoughts around that. And it's our thoughts that lead to our emotional states. So, If you can move to a more positive thought before you enter the room with your partner, even if it's about something that has nothing to do with your partner, and you hold that, they are going to entrain to you. They are going to match you. Mm which,
0: yeah, beautiful, because it shows us, again, our thoughts are creating this emotional state, which is our our energetic frequency. And that's what we're Mm -hmm. talking about is really increasing that. I, when I was reading your book and, and preparing for the show, I was noticing in my own relationship, one of the things that my husband is all about is work, work, work is a really Mm -hmm. hard worker. And, um, I had been recovering from a broken leg where he would literally come in the house and, and have to wait on me and, and take care of me. And during that time, I just began working from home in my chair on my computer doing work. And I've noticed when I was reading your book that he'll come home and I will still be in this work mode I'll be like mm-hmm. I don't want you to interrupt my work I'm busy on my computer mm-hmm. and you know instead of just stopping and and celebrating that he's back home and saying hello and, and greeting him in this yeah. you know it was like I was too busy to even acknowledge his presence so I really appreciate that that's a really good example that you gave with your son too as well thank you you your number 2 number 2 commitment I will get clear on what I want out of
1: love Yeah, that's so important because so much of the way we think about our relationships is, you know, what I would call in that kind of victim mentality. If only he would be home more, then I wouldn't be so frustrated with him. Or if only she would, you know, get ready on time, I wouldn't, you know, be so angry or whatever it is. And so we we get these ideas of where we feel at the effect of the other person, but we're not even really clear. We're very quick to notice what we don't like and what we don't want, but we're not really fully clear on what we do want out of our relationships. And so I love Danielle Laporte's work. Um, It started, I think, with her book, The Fire Starters, but where she talks about poor desired feelings. And what she talked about was how one she had this epiphany one New Year's Eve because she had always made resolutions. I'm going to lose five pounds. I'm going to get a new job, whatever it is that we all do. But this time she said, you know what? I'm just going to focus on making my resolutions about how I want to feel this year. And I'm going to resolve to make all my decisions around does this add to that feeling or detract from that feeling, this decision I'm about to make. And she said her whole world started to change. And so I've been playing with that for a while. And I started to create your core desired relationship feelings or your core desired relationship goals. So come up with three to five ways. And I give you a starting list and there's more words on my website if you need some inspiration. But come up with three to five words to describe how do I want to feel in my love relationship. And this doesn't mean it doesn't change a couple of months from now, but maybe right now you want to feel more playfulness, more joy, more romance, more sexual connection, more um, peace, more positive communication. You know, what is it? Oh, that wouldn't be a feeling, but the feeling that comes from positive communication, more um, appreciation, more understanding, you know? And so you, you you come up with three to five feelings that you want to have in the relationship and really start working and being in the energy. So if I felt romantic with my partner, what would it feel like in my mind? So maybe you close your eyes and you imagine a romantic interlude you had with this partner or maybe someone else 10 years ago, and not that it's about the partner. Uh, or a romantic experience you could imagine having that would feel wonderful to you. And put yourself there in first person in your mind. So you're not seeing yourself at the table at a candlelit dinner, but you're actually at the table. You're looking down and seeing the candle. you know? And what would it feel like in your body? What would it smell like? What would it taste like? Try to employ all your five senses in your mind because what that does is move you automatically into home frequency around that feeling you want to have. That's how the law of attraction works. It's not just the thought or the desire or the vision board. It's being in the feelings as if that's already happening. That's what the quantum field responds to, and that's what your partner entrains to.
0: Mm. Yes. So our listeners right now, just imagine that in your body, just smile right now and just really feel that. I just Mm -hmm. want to take a, a brief pause before we go to commitment three, because you're talking about your website and there's some more words on there. And in the book, you encourage the readers to get a journal or download one off your website. And I just want to point them mm-hmm. to that website, lauraberman.com. There's so much there. There, There's yeah. a it's wealth Dr. of resources Burman. right there.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, tons of stuff, lauraberman.com. I'm going to talk about your radio show again in just a, a minute, but I want to do number three three at least, because I think this one is Mm -hmm. so important, especially in this age of so much stress, as you were talking about with everything shifting and changing so fast, our bodies and our minds feel this stress. And so commitment number three is I will take responsibility for my body's energy. I love this Mm -hmm. chapter. Speak more about it. Yeah,
1: Ah, I covered so many things in that chapter around shifting poor body image and, and paying attention to the fuel that you're putting into your body and the health of your body, of course. And all of that um, plays a huge role in how energy moves in your body. Um, and also there are some really fascinating studies around where emotions are experienced in our body. That is really cool. But when you're taking responsibility for your body's energy, you're really acknowledging in a very fundamental way that this body is an amazing gift. And we know that, you know, we're not bodies having a spiritual experience. We're spirits having a body experience, having a human experience. And so the way that we, move energy around our body, the way that we release emotions, the way that we fuel our body, the way we understand our body and our relationship with our body all plays a huge role in the energetic frequencies we're capable of holding and how much we can move into and maintain home frequency. Mm.
0: Laura, do you recommend this these same kinds of exercises? And I just love all the resources in here, but if someone's really struggling with their self-image or really having a not-so-harmonious relationship with their body, can we use these same tools and techniques to really connect with ourselves and our body and raise our frequency? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, you know, this really honestly coalesced for me and really came together for me with my own breast cancer thing, because, um, I was raised in a family where appearance was really important. And, um, I was also, uh, I have one sister and I was the, I was, you know, and I say this with love and humor, but I really was coined the ugly sister. I was technically called the interesting looking one. I was interesting looking and really smart and thoughtful and kind and my sister was beautiful and athletic and popular. That was sort of our labels that our family certainly gave us, but even the larger community in which we lived did. And so I never had a really solid relationship with my own body. And my mother and my sister, my mother was absolutely gorgeous. And my sister was really beautiful too. And both of them who were blessed with what was perceived by the outside world as you know these beautiful looks had even worse body image, you know, so I didn't really have a model of what really loving your body looks like. And when I got breast cancer, um, I created an entirely new appreciation for and relationship with my body. I had to take radical self-care of myself. I really honored my body. I acquainted myself with her really and truly on a soul level for the first time because this body, no matter what shape or size it is, I mean, I chose it, you know, and I came here to experience the world with it. And I really wanted to honor that. Um, And I think some, you know, what I've tried to create in the book is that you don't have to have cancer or some other huge AFGE in order to kind of connect with this. Um, But when you do. Not only do you feel better, but the world perceives you as so much more attractive. You're like a human magnet. Yeah. Because they're all in training to you. Yeah.
0: You know, I've done that with my clients also and just have done experiments of just even even taking a picture and smiling and then literally having them feel beautiful and imagine the resonance, the frequency of beauty, and to just be the frequency of beauty, not make yourself beautiful and mm-hmm. take a picture. And they're like, oh, oh my
1: gosh,
0: I look so radiant in this gorgeous. one. I'm like, of
1: course you do. I yeah, love that, that. I love that. That's a great exercise. I think it's, um, it's, you know, we've all known people who don't match the typical societal ideals of extreme beauty. But they walk into a room and everyone's attracted to them. Everyone, you know, they get they, they have really attractive mates and love partners that are coming on to them all the time. You know, that is because of how they feel inside themselves. And it is big. It is a serious magnetic force when you can really own that and love yourself on that level. Even if it just starts with appreciation for yourself. Yeah.
0: Anything helps. Anything helps. I love that mm-hmm. the magnetic attraction because that's what it is. So we do have time. I want to get to this fourth commitment because I think it's, it's brilliant as well. I will realize when I'm stuck and sh- shift from brain to mind. Now that might take a little mm-hmm. backstory because you, <laughs> the chapter before you talk about the difference between the brain and the mind.
1: Yeah. And the brain is really more the ego mind. It's our thoughts um, and our stories about ourselves and I and our identification with ourselves being good enough or safe enough um, as being sourced outside ourselves. And I think of the mind as our essential self. You know, I have this shortcut now with my kids when they're moving into self-defeating statements or ideas about themselves or they're getting themselves all worked up about something. I'll say, say hello to yourself, (laughs) which is shorthand for the fact that, you know, all those stories you have about who you are or what's happening is really your ego mind, you know, your personality mind, which isn't a bad thing. We need those to operate in the world. But who you really are is the lovingly detached observer of your human experience. And so the way that I've gotten to that with my kids by saying hello to yourself is if you say hello to yourself right now in your mind, the one who is saying hello is your personality. The one who is hearing the hello is your essential self. And so what I do in that chapter is help you learn how to connect to that and also help you shift. It's really, this to me, you know, has been is in some ways the most important chapter because this is where people get stuck the most. Okay, I get all of this. I understand it all. But I get triggered by my partner or I'm I'm just, you know, really angry and I can't shift to home. So I teach you a lot of different ways to literally shift into a better thinking state and therefore a higher frequency home frequency state.
0: Mm. Yeah. And you do it in really simple, nice steps and exercises. So thank you for the gift of that. And listeners, I just want to remind you, you can find Dr. Laura Berman's book, quantum love. At LauraBerman.com and and everywhere I'm sure um, yeah. anywhere you can buy a book you're going to see it so I want to yeah. just give you an opportunity to tell us about your radio show and this new podcast I love I love that UncoveredRadio.com <laughs> and that it's too risque for radio yeah, tell us about, about that. that you
1: know well it's it's on from nine to midnight Eastern time five days a week and if you go to UncoveredRadio.com that's the radio show uh, it's a music heavy show. Um, but in contemporary pop, but in between the music, instead of a DJ, I'm taking your calls and questions about love and relationships. So it's a lot of fun. It's on five days a week. And you can find out where it's on what station near you at uncoveredradio.com. But I created the podcast for two reasons. One is that I wanted to be able to do long, have longer conversations with thought leaders and experts around love, sex and relationships. Um, that there isn't time for in these shorter segments on the nightly radio show. So I've started doing really cool interviews with Mastin Kip and Marianne Williamson and lots of different people. And there'll be a little bit in the show, live show, but then that you can listen to the podcast. But the reason it's called Too Risque for Radio is because I get a lot of calls and questions that are too racy to play on the air around sex, intimacy, and things like that. Um, and so I answer them on the podcast where I'm allowed to talk about whatever I want without FCC violations. You know? <laughs> so, um, so it works out really well and it's a lot of fun to do.
0: Nice. Okay. So you can, there's a link to uncoveredradio.com.
1: DrlauraBerman.com. Yeah. I don't know if it's Laura. I don't know oh, yes. if LauraBerman.com works, but DrLauraBerman.com is the website and there is a radio link where you can find out more.
0: Yes. And I, and I did do that too. I, I typed in com and I got to drlauraberman.com. Oh, <laughs> so that's good. That's good. But thank you for correcting us. It's drlauraberman.com. Now we just have a few minutes to close and I'm just curious if you have any message just dying to get out of you about this book, about quantum love, about what's going on with our humanity to really inspire Hmm. our listeners. One last chance here.
1: One last time. You know, I would just say that this, you're already doing this. It's so easy. It just requires awareness and practice of some simple skills and you will be amazed at what happens. And we're all entitled and, and are born with the ability to create amazing abiding, deep, passionate love. And I'm so excited to share this with the world because it's a whole new way of looking at love. And it's such an empowering way because it really gives, you're not at the effect of your partner. You're not at the effect of the world around you. You can create exactly what you want right here, right now. And not only will your relationship be better, but your quality of life in general will be happier and the positive response that you get will be really astounding. So, um, And I have lots of guided med- meditations on my website as well to help you get into the quantum love zone in addition to the exercises in the book. So I'm just really thrilled to share it and so grateful to be here with you talking about it and and uh, so happy you liked the book as well, Dr. Julie. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on and for spreading the word and, and sharing this.
0: Oh thank you. I I do I adore this book. It's it's like this this really powerful positive breakthrough in our relationships because it gives you this really easy easy recipe and and the other thing that you talk about is that soul to soul connection. Mm-hmm. It really helps us to shift into that. So thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Thank you. Oh, I loved having you on here. I I hope I get to talk to you again about it because it's so fun and powerful and important. So really, really, really appreciate it. Listeners, again, research in quantum physics is demonstrating that we're all energetically connected and our emotional states affect the energy within us around us and in our relationships as well. So harness this truth, practice this new way of being in your relationships. You are going to love it and you will create quantum love for yourself, a love and connection that's more joyful, exciting, and passionate than you've ever imagined, ever, ever, ever. So Dr. Berman and I would love to hear from you. What did you connect with on this conversation today? Give us a note. Always, we continue the conversation on thedrjulieshow.com and Facebook. So please go over there, leave a comment now. And if you enjoyed this conversation, we'd love it if you would share it with your family and friends as well. Again, you can go to thedrjulieshow.com for that archive link and share it on social media. So remember, together we are creating greater connectivity And that is always for the greater good of the whole. Until next time, I'm wishing you a world of love. Bye for now.